0: Hello and welcome to the Legacy Church Podcast. We hope that today's message will inspire you to grow in your journey of faith. We believe that hope is for everyone. So, no matter where you find yourself on your journey of faith, we believe Jesus is willing to meet you right where you're at. So again, thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message.
1: Okay. Who would not... I can't follow that. That's adorable. Oh, I love it. I love our church. Well, good morning, guys. How are you today? I'm going to tell you how I am. I'm feeling very sober about this moment. <laughs> um, I, I need to pray before we start anything else, so let's do that, okay? <laughs> let's pray together. Father, thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to freely worship you in this house. Thank you for paving a way, Lord. Where really there was no way before thank you for making us righteous people before you thank you jesus for the sacrifice that you took for us thank you lord for being the restorer of our lives thank you for being the one who calls us especially those that feel unqualified, thank you, Lord, for filling us with what we need. Thank you, God, for being the sovereign king of all. As we sang earlier, to you are all things, and today we give you our hearts and our minds as we set our hearts towards your word. We we pray that you would speak to us. I ask, Lord, that my words would not be mine, but that they would be yours, and that our hearts would be open to hear from you a message that is specific to each one of our lives and our stories in jesus name amen 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 all right well here today i'd like to i'd like to have a chat with you okay this is going to help me feel a little better (laughs) about being up here with this microphone and i want to chat with those of you who've who are born into a privilege of faith And I also wanna chat with those of you who are still in your journey of faith, wherever that's at. Um, Let me clarify what I mean by that. I wanna wanna talk with you who maybe were exposed to the gospel of Christ early on in your life, like myself. But I also wanna talk to you, just like we say around here, those of you who are still journeying, those of you who have just begun, those of you who are starting to explore, anywhere in between this message of, we need a savior is for all of us. That's that's what we're going to be chatting about today. I recognize also that unless you serve on a Sunday team unless you have been through rooted which hello rooted graduates out there so proud of you guys this was an amazing last round unless you are involved in small groups somehow our paths may not have crossed so I my intent today is to not just preach a message but to intertwine that with the story that God has written of my life and let you in a little bit to get to know me I'm not Pastor Tony so so I don't have to preach like him I'm not lame, so I don't have to preach like him I get to be me up here they gave me a microphone <laughs> um, you know my story of realization that I myself Paula Velasquez need a savior it's one that really begins with self-righteousness it was also masked with false humility <laughs> and many 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 beauty from ashes moments in my life and yes we are made of the same blood so I cry okay y'all it's gonna be a weepy service <laughs> buckle up <laughs> um you know growing up and around Christianity and around holy people and people who were beautifully devoted to Jesus that was my faith journey and that was my faith privilege unfortunately it caused in me to really mask my insecurities it really caused me to tap into a perfectionism. It truly caused me to paint, to create lies that painted a picture of what I thought would impress people the most. People. Not God. People. It really wasn't until a beauty from ashes moment, this is the first one I'll share. I was sitting in the office of a pastor who was helping restore my parents' marriage, and after I shared with him why I wouldn't let go, why I wouldn't forgive, He asked me a question, Paula, who have you been trying to please? Who are you supposed to please? Guys, I went blank. Blank, no answer. <laughs> Not one word would come to me. Because see, in my head, the people I had worked so hard to please my entire life, had just fallen off a pedestal. And as it turns out, I got the gospel all twisted. That was my first Beauty From Ashes moments. Don't worry, I got them. Right here, see, I came prepared. <laughs> been telling you (laughs) I'm not I'm not an amateur (laughs) not an amateur crier amateur preacher for sure (laughs) you see I misinterpreted what it was like to be set apart as a child of God versus setting myself apart through my own merits my own merits this leads me to my very first point which before we get there guys we we cannot We cannot even begin to celebrate Easter. We cannot even begin to think of what it's like to celebrate the victory of Christ if we don't allow ourselves to look at the fact that we need a savior. And so that's what I'm gonna do today. Today's not my job to talk to you about victory. Today's my job to kind of allow us to sit. It might be uncomfortable, at times I'm okay with that, to sit in the fact that you and I need a savior. No matter where we were in our journey of faith, right? Just like we like to say around here, no matter if I grew up in church and I've got all these hours logged into a service, or if this is the first time you're here and someone dragged you, or maybe you're around here because you think it's like a good thing to do and you're not quite sure about a savior, right? Like. Th- we, we cannot celebrate Easter without realizing our need for a savior. My first point says that we are set apart. And we are. We are set apart. As you just heard, along with, with others in your life, I confuse the concept of being set apart by God with me setting myself apart. Um, really due to my good works. All of my good works. See, most of my life I spent practicing the art of holiness and, and, and practicing the art of purity. And, and really, I'm gonna be honest with you, it just created self-righteousness in me. And, and I know that sounds harsh, especially to those of you who can maybe identify with my story, but just bear with me a little bit. Because <laughs> see, here's the thing, you and I could never really save ourselves. That's the truth in that. No matter how holy our lives are, we cannot save ourselves. No amount of abstinence from immorality, no amount of um, abstinence from impurity could have saved our souls not one (laughs) no matter how many hours we logged into a prayer closet how many of y'all went to bible colleges right i went to a bible college guys i spent hours in that closet and i was not doing it for the right reasons (laughs) no matter how many hours you've logged into bible studies week after week no matter how often and how long your prayer time is with jesus every morning that those things do not save us those things do not set us apart Jesus' merciful salvation could not be dependent on tasks done by humans it could not and it was merciful that's what i want you to sit with today him saving you was merciful no matter where you are that was a merciful act You see, divinity was necessary. Mercy itself needed to be offered up as the perfect sacrifice for both of us, no matter where we sit, not both of us, all of us, you know what I mean. (laughs) Okay, listen, you might think that this is a no-brainer, this is real basic, Um, but, but since we're chatting, let me ask you, do you operate from this place? Like every day. Do you operate from this place or do you find yourself still using things to seek salvation to earn his love as if you could like do you find yourself striving like i'm gonna wake up early today and today's gonna be the day where i'm gonna be holier (laughs) because i'm gonna read for 10 extra minutes right and i'm not gonna yell at my kids and i'm and i'm gonna be the nicest wife and i'm gonna be such a good husband i'm gonna do the dishes she's not even ask me right I'm not going to look at that website. I am not going to say those words. I will not go out with those. I am going to be so good. Do you operate from this truth? Do you operate from this truth that you, your works could do nothing for your salvation? They're good, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. These are, living a holy life is good. It's, It's all wonderful, and we should. But we cannot miss the fact that the work of salvation was already done. And you had nothing to do with it. Remember, his love is unconditional, and he demonstrated it for you at the cross already. Let's not use my words anymore. Let's turn to Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. We're going to read these 10 verses that forever changed my life. They're going to be on the screen for you. Oh, I made that real small. That's all right. Open up your Bibles. (laughs) And if you don't have any, there are some in the seats in front of you. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of your doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. I know that those are, those are a lot of verses to read, but you know these verses establish that we are set apart by God, not ourselves. And, and we are set apart by God as his, as his chosen people. That's what I'm referring to when I say you're set apart. Not that you're like living this life alone in a corner, but that you are set apart to be a chosen people. That's you and I, you and I. That's beautiful, that's a beautiful truth. My second second point today is that we are redeemed from the curse of sin. Because again, we can't celebrate and we can't really think on how good it is until we really realize how bad it really was, (laughs) right? So so that's what we're gonna talk about here a little furthermore. You see, self-righteousness says, I stay away from all sin, and then that way I'm in right standing with God versus I am redeemed of my sin by Christ, period. There, there's there's literally nothing after that it's 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 a it's a hard period it's in spanish we call that punto y aparte all right that means period and there's nothing else after that that's what it means kind of but just follow along <laughs> ephesians doesn't just call us sinners that, and that's a that's a harsh word for some of us who grew up in the church to hear because we grew up in the church right and we, because we were in the building we felt at times like, i'm just assuming okay guys like, maybe i'll just say it this way i did because i was a, in a building i thought well i'm not a sinner <laughs> i'm i'm in the building <laughs> i'm in the holy building i look at my daddy and my mama they're, they're holy i'm not a sinner okay I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here um it doesn't just call us sinners ephesians these verses don't just call us sinners it, it speaks of how dead we were in our trespasses dead <laughs> That's a really, that's a very permanent word. (laughs) That's a very, very permanent word, that we were dead while we were living in our sin, while we were carrying out our desires, the desires of our body and of our mind. Any of you guys struggle with your body and your mind? (laughs) Right, yeah. And you might say to me, Paula, see, I've stayed away from sin. My life has been pretty clean. You know, and, and to that I would say, wonderful. But let's keep chatting. Um, let's go back to verses 8 and 9 of Ephesians. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And they clearly state, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work so that Paula, so that no one may boast. So that no one may boast. You see, what I'm trying to share with you is that I also used to feel... Like the concept of being called a sinner was just really harsh, especially for those of us who grew up in a clean environment. Um, And and Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 marked my life forever, forever. And it was during a prayer experience. If you've been through Rooted, shameless plug here. We're going to have one coming up here in a couple months. Look out for that. But it was a prayer experience, and I was sitting in that second row right over here. And I heard very clearly after reading these 10 verses, God say, Paula, that verse is about you, not them. You, not them. You, precious little Paula, who was baptized at 12 years old. What a privilege, right? In a freezing cold river in Omkwa, Oregon. (laughs) Y'all, if you've ever been to Omkwa, you gotta go. Uh, If you've never been there, you gotta go. It's beautiful but i was baptized in this river right and the property of these beautiful american missionaries that i got to adopt as grandparents they are they were incredibly beautiful people they discipled my my own father in his own country when he first came to know jesus do you hear the privilege in that and then i missed it i missed it i thought it was a task that i needed to do I thought it was something that was going to earn right standing with God. I thought it would impress people. What we do here when we baptize people, it has nothing to do with impressing others. It has everything to do with something that's already happened internally in our walk with Jesus when we faced our own brokenness. And when we've been able to tell him jesus here here's all the junk here's all the 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 icky stuff that i'm carrying and then here's all the things that i've brought to you because i'm so good (laughs) right the next time we're going to be baptizing people is april 16th i want i want you to know that i I purposely said that right now because if at the end of this sermon you feel that you need to respond in some kind of way come to the prayer corner go to the info hub talk to us that's a beautiful next step april 16th next time for you to be baptized It's a next opportunity for you. See, you might also be on the other side. And you may not identify with my walk. You may not be someone that grew up in a church like me. You Maybe you didn't get baptized in the Umpqua River. It's fine. It still works if you were baptized somewhere else. It's okay. You know, your grandparents didn't have to be adopted. You know, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, you might say to me that my journey of faith is seemingly pretty perfect and privileged. And it doesn't compare to your tainted journey of faith to your life that's been full of trials, maybe even torment, and maybe even torment that was brought on by your own doing. We really may not have the same privilege of faith, but we are the same sinful people. The same. And see, we are all loved by the exact same God. And and this love that he has for us is so unconditional and it gives us a chance to either accept it or reject it see this is what jesus does he levels out that playing field right where i can stand with my story and my background and i get to accept or reject this gift of salvation and you can stand on yours with your with what you feel so ashamed of with, with the things that you think you would have done better with if you had been given the chance to. That's a lie. <laughs> you know. But, but, but you, might, you might be able to go and go, I, don't, I just don't know. God levels that playing field. The, the same unconditional love that's available to you is available to me, is available to your neighbor, is available to someone who's imprisoned, is available to someone who is on the other side of the country, is available to someone who walks in, still hung over from the night before. It's available to someone who hasn't quite gotten it. Those that you're so frustrated with because you're looking over and you're like, Kai, when are you gonna get it? You kidding me? It's available to all of us. It's hope for all. It's hope for all that will forever move me. Because when you allow allow the word of God, not even sorry, when you allow the word of God to begin to dictate your identity, and you don't come out, you don't have to cry like I cry, but you don't come out broken, and you can't look at yourself, then I'm going to say, go back. (laughs) Go back until you do, because you and I were headed towards death. Had it not been for Jesus, had it not been for the hope that he provides, get yourself together. Let's, let's, let's talk about just how bad things were. Well, let's keep talking about just how bad things were. Let's go to Galatians 3.13. Galatians 3.13 states, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. It is written, cursed is everyone who is h- hanged on a tree. That's, English is so interesting to me. Why is that hanged and not hung? I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Just, you know, I, I'm telling you. As my third language, sometimes that, that stuff gets me. Um, and uh, I, when I read this verse, I, I hear the desperation of that word curse. I don't, I don't know if you do, but... Guys, that's, that's a heavy word. That's a hefty, hefty, hefty word, right? It means that, it means that you and I were cursed and, and we were gonna remain cursed. That was, that was our trajectory. That was where we were gonna head towards. We were gonna remain cursed had it not been for the redemption that only Jesus could provide. And so now that we've established just how bad all these things are, right? <laughs> and just how much we need Jesus, um, let us ask ourselves a couple of questions. Do we operate from self-righteousness or a righteousness fulfilled by Jesus at the cross? The second question is, do we mask gratitude and obedience with earning it for ourselves? Because I tell you the story I'm telling you about myself is one that is ongoing. I, yes, I've had beautiful moments with Jesus in this, sea, in this area, in this area, up here, everywhere, right? Like... I've had these beautiful come-to-Jesus moments, but I turns out I need to be reminded of these things almost on a daily basis, right? Some days are good, and for those of us who suffer from mental health, you know how bad some days can be, <laughs> you know? And those of us who suffer, I tell you, suffer, that's my r- route with it, from perfectionism, <laughs> some days are really hard. Some days I have to remind myself, Paula, are you operating from self-righteousness? Or are you operating from the righteousness that Jesus fulfilled on the cross for you? And that he did thoroughly. Like it's a done job. And it was a good job. (laughs) I don't need to add to it. I don't need to add to it. See, living a holy life, one that is set apart from the world, one that is centered around Jesus. And his word can easily become just works if our faith goes unchecked. Because guys, the gospel is simple. Okay, I'm gonna read it verbatim. Put your faith in Jesus as your savior, as a savior we all need. And then there's a period, a punto aparte. That's it, that's it, that's it. He did it, he did it, it's that simple? Yeah, yes, it's that simple. See, the things we do in our journey with Jesus, like pray, live out a life of holiness, reading, studying his word, Those should, should be acts of obedience and done out of love versus trying to earn right standing with God. Okay? Like those, those are good things. Your small group leaders encourage you to open the Word of God. At least they should be, <laughs> right? Like uh, your pastoral team encourages you to have a devotional life by providing options where we do it corporately, right? We are all encouraged to read the Word of God to study it. We're encouraged to have a prayer life. These are all wonderful things. I'm only talking to those of us who are doing those things out of striving trying to earn something, trying to be loved more, right? And, and those of us who compare ourselves with those in that corner of like, see, see, they had a Bible when they were a kid. Like they knew, like their parents like gave it to them when they were babies. See, they were dedicated on a pulpit and see, and I wasn't, so like I gotta pray more, right? Like so because I wasn't, maybe, maybe that's not even, you don't even go there. Maybe it's because I wasn't, I just won't. Because I wasn't, I can't. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make fun of you, I've been there. I, I've been there. It really wasn't until a few years ago that I, re- that I realized this truth because I would strive. See I, I had this faith privilege of growing up with a mom that was incredibly devoted to Jesus. Still is to this day. And her example only made me like, shrivel up and go, oh I, I couldn't do it like that. It wouldn't look like that. So I just, I, and then I paralyzed. I was just paralyzed and I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> just wouldn't do it, just wouldn't pray, just wouldn't open my word. Just, But oh boy, y'all thought I did. <laughs> Everyone thought I did, right? I had all the right words. I knew how to dress, I knew how to act, I knew how to talk. I knew how to pray without really praying, without really connecting with the Lord. And I know that's my story, and I'm grateful for it. And it may not be yours, but the, the concept is still the same. If you find yourself isolated in this season of your life, if you find yourself bogged down by the weight of holy standards or confused or thinking you're just not good enough, you are likely striving based on human standards. So be set free. Choose today to be a day of freedom for you because that freedom is available. It's, it's available to you, and it's not even just available to you in this room. It's available to you in your house, in your car, wherever you choose to, to do that. It's available. I don't even have to pray over you. You can just talk to Jesus, and he'll, he'll meet you, right? He'll meet you. Rest assured that a redeemed life, this life that we're talking about, this gift of life, is a free life. It's a gift from you. Let's read Ephesians 2, 8, 9 one more time. I told you this is my favorite scripture and it says for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is a gift of god you are being gifted freedom you are being gifted identity and i am talking to all of us we are gifted freedom even if you even if you've already accepted jesus and put your faith in him you are being a, literally gifted a, a, a freedom of a new identity the of a way for you to just live out a life that reflects love and devotion from a freed stance not a place that is shackled still not a place that hopes someone sees how you pray that hopes that you open up your bible and they see all the highlights no just me that was just me okay that's fine that was just me i I'm not, I'm not even, this is not even in my notes. Guys, I remember, okay, those of us, this is going to date me, those of us that went to Generation Unleashed, and they sang the word freedom, y'all, that song freedom, y'all remember it? Freedom. All right. Anyway, it was a good song. Um, I remember leading up to Generation Unleashed, I opened up my word, and I just like highlighted a bunch of scriptures. Didn't even read them. Highlighted, wrote good, wrote like stars next to it, so that when I was at Generation Unleashed, next to all of the all of the three youth that were in our church, <laughs> one of them was my brother, would be so impressed. You know, that, wow, Paula be reading her word. She got highlighters and everything. <laughs> Paula did not read her word. She just highlighted. She knew how to use a <laughs> highlighter. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. I'm fully exposed here before you guys. Um Let's let's go back to my notes. Being set apart by God is something that you and I get to accept. We get to just walk into. And 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 really by simply putting our faith in him as our Savior. God intended it to be a a journey of self-discovery that was done in community, not alone. okay where you can hear and be encouraged by truth and 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 be encouraged by someone's story by their overcoming story or by their story that's still in the works this is why we do small groups (laughs) this is why we do rooted shameless plug again right we this is why in rooted we are so keen on sharing your story share your story and one that is still being written it doesn't have to be a story that's arrived right it's it could be one that is still being written It's, it's still in the works right? This is why our church is a, has, as you've heard Pastor Tony say this, we are a two-winged airplane where we believe that Sunday services are incredible and they're life-giving because they are, aren't they? But we also believe that we wouldn't be where we are. We couldn't live a life of true discipleship if we didn't have small groups in spiritual formation. And let me just kind of tell you what's coming up. We're going to have spiritual formation classes. Make sure you sign up. Make sure you get yourself in there get dig into the word of god study it more and more but make sure that you check your motive (laughs) that's all i'm saying just just check the why check the why you see i'm sharing you because one of my biggest regrets in life and i know that some people like to say i live a life regret free i i don't so i maybe pray for me (laughs) um i have a regret one of my biggest regrets is that i lived a life that was so set apart it was so holy It isolated me from the people I was called to share hope to. I just judged them. And then what a misinterpretation of the love of Jesus. So I live with that. That's my regret. Please do pray for me because it does, it breaks me that I missed it. You know, that I missed it. So now I live my life for it. Right? And then I have to check my motives that I'm not doing it so that I can make up for what I didn't do. Ooh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, you guys. So listen, if you thought you were messed up, welcome to the club. <laughs> okay, all of us. Turns out all of us. Um, and, and one of the things that I want us to remember is, is really what I got to experience, that if we continue to live this life that is so set apart, um, we, can, we can become real unapproachable to those who aren't. We can become real off-putting to the people that don't have the same privileges that you and I do. And that's not the call. That's, that's we will attract no one, okay? We will, we will, those that are in need, those that are so broken, they will not come to you. And you, have the ve- you are the vessel that holds the gift, <laughs> right? So we have to check ourselves. We've gotta remember, okay, how, how am I acting? How will I be seen? Ask your spouse. I here. Mean, I'm telling you, as someone who's married to the complete opposite, he, uh, the, just the complete opposite, God is a good God. <laughs> Y'all, God is a good God. You know, I, I often find myself asking my husband, Anthony, going, hey, babe, how did I sound? Hey, when I do this, what was that? You know, check, check yourself. Use your resources. Ask your friends. And if your friends aren't no, the, are not the kind of people you can ask, go get new friends. <laughs> Go get new friends. We're all available over here. (laughs) You know, get the kind of friends that that will tell you the truth. You know, and then they'll love you and hug you afterwards and bring you a tub of ice cream if we need it. You know, maybe. Maybe ice cream's not your thing. That's fine. Um, (laughs) Moving on. May we never forget point number three. We all have wronged God. We all have. The biggest truth that God engraved in my heart while journeying through forgiveness while journey through restoration of broken, very broken relationships, is that there are no layers of sin. All of us have immorality in us. All of us have immorality in us that need to be reconciled. You and I are only one decision away from royally messing up. Don't kid yourself. It's a trap. Okay, if you think you won't, you're in a trap. I'm telling you, standing here with a title in front of me, whatever, with a microphone in my hand, I don't care, I'm just one decision away from royally messing it all up. Because on this side of heaven, I will never be perfect. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm just, I've got this nature, and it's icky, and it's gross, and... See, you and I are not just one decision away from messing up, but, but God views our sin equally. He, he views it as the thing that keeps us from him. Period. <laughs> Again, punto aparte. I got a lot of punto aparte moments here. I should have called it that. This is why Jesus had to be a perfect spotless lamb to be sacrificed. Because the damage of sin is eternal. And it separates us from him. Okay, so then the spotless lamb had to be Jesus. Again, back to my first point, no matter how many things we've done to abstain, no matter how many things we're gonna do to live a holy life, those things will never save us. They can't. We are not divine. (laughs) It took mercy itself to stand in our place. And he did that because his heart is that none will perish, even though we've all wronged him. So I don't know if it's just like a Latina thing, but when people wrong me, they wrong me, and it's hard. It's hard for me to let go. It's hard for me to look at them in the eye and go like, yeah, I love you. (laughs) You know, like, I love you if you change. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I love you, and then I'm gonna keep myself right over here and forgive you from afar. (laughs) So then God does beautiful things, you know, in in wanting to restore the, the most intimate relationships in my life, my family, and then he showed me his mercy and then he showed me how, how much I've been forgiven of. So have you. We must be able to examine ourselves in order to deeply understand how we've wronged God. So let us consider the following. The first question I want us to ask ourselves is, what in me isn't aligned with the gospel of Christ yet? I forgot to add the yet on my slide. What about the gospel of Christ still offends me? What about it challenges me? What about these values that are on the wall don't sit real well with me? What about the words, the beautiful words that we receive from our pastor week after week, just kind of don't sit very well. They just don't, don't fit. What books of the word of God are you not wanting to read? Because you just, you just won't. <laughs> what in me isn't aligned with the gospel of Christ? I'm asking myself these things. Number two, what's my view of God? Do you view him like I used to? I used to view him as someone that was ready to smite me if I, was, if I did anything wrong. Or if people saw me do anything wrong. that's really what it was that's really because I did things wrong (laughs) you know but I thought God didn't see me somehow or do you see God as someone who's like only a giver of good gifts to those who have like been good you know like Santa Claus you know is he just pouring out gifts so you've been so good look at you there you go you got a big house and look at you you've been so good you get a good husband right like what's our view of God how do we view him because I'm telling you how you view him is how you'll approach him how you view him is how you live your life, and we've got an assignment, people. There are empty seats around you. We have an assignment. God needs us to get to work. God needs us to begin to view him the right way so that we can go tell others of the right God, the right savior, because they gotta fill the seats. We've, we've gotta, we've gotta. We just, it's a, there's an urgency. There should be an urgency in our spirits. The third question that I'd like for you to ask yourself is what's my view of myself? Do I view myself as someone who just, who this is irrelevant to? Like this whole love thing that you were just talking about, Paula, that like Jesus gave us this love and he like provided mercy for us. I think that's for other people. Like I'm okay, you know, I'm just, I'm okay. I'm living a pretty good life. I got a good job. You know, I got a family. I'm I'm a pretty decent spouse. I'm kind of a nice human being. I'll open a door or two. You know? I've paid it forward at a Starbucks line. <laughs> if you see me in a Starbucks line, be generous. <laughs> I'll be generous too. You know, do you view yourself as someone who this message is just not for? It must be for others who have suffered harder or have just had a harder time in their life or maybe they're going through it right now? Or is it hard for you to view yourself as someone that God wants to dote on? As someone that God wants to bring in to his chest and show immeasurable love to? Riches and mercy? Do you struggle with that truth? Ask yourself these questions. The fourth one is, what's my understanding of righteousness? So what do you mean by that, Paula? What do I? What I'm glad you asked, as Pastor Tony says, because I'm gonna tell you. Um, I think. What's your thought life like? Like, what kind of thoughts are you thinking? You know, are, do you? What are your motives to 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 be kind? What are your motives when you volunteer for an event? What are your motives when you're ministering to someone what are your motives to show up to a small group what are your motives for not showing up to small group what are your motives to to, on a day-to-day life just what do you what's going on in your head what's your view of righteousness if after examining yourself you come up with anything short of what ephesians 2 10 says of god's view of who you are i want you to check your source I want me to check my source. Let's read Ephesians 2.10. Let's read it together. Let's see, what, let's see what moved God. Let's see what made him do all these things for us. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Do you hear the ease in that? Do you hear the privilege that you have? Those of you who thought that we had that we were very different, that our faith privileges were different, do you hear your privilege? Before I was even born, before you were even a thought, in your parents' heart, God prepared good things for you. And he calls you his workmanship. Like, dang, like you looking good. The creator made you. Like he gave you your Carly's, he gave you your beautiful blonde, he made you and he created you for good things, not for things that are going to hurt you and that are going to cause you so much pain and strife, that's sin you guys, that's the world we live in, that's not our father, he's no punisher, (laughs) no, 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 check your source, if you come up short of anything of that, check your source, and please don't hear shame in this message, It is intended to bring you hope please be encouraged god knew you and i would not get it right listen he knew we were going to get it twisted he did it's why he sent jesus it's why he sent jesus my prayer this whole week for you has been that you would be able to put down whatever masks you are still using before the lord my prayer for you has been for you and me honestly has been to, for you to check your motives of all the good works that you do, and for you and I to be able to answer correctly the question that I couldn't answer years ago, who am I aiming to please? Because it's gotta just be our savior. The band can come on up, and, and as the band come on, comes up, I, I really want you to understand that You have an opportunity here today, okay? Your opportunity is to accept the gift of salvation if you haven't yet put your faith in Jesus. It's available to all, and this is how I'm gonna just give you some real practical ways that you can respond to this. You can talk to Jesus alone in your seat. He's right there. You can ask someone in the prayer corner to pray with you while you talk to Jesus as you make this decision to call him your savior. Even if you're doing it for like the umpteenth time it's okay (laughs) it's okay (sighs) lastly if you're struggling with accessing the freedom that comes from being made righteous through jesus only you can respond by singing the next song that we're gonna sing by worshiping in whatever posture you need to take okay you see all this empty area over here you're welcome to come worship here if you want do you need to go worship in the back go worship in the back do you need to kneel, kneel, but don't miss it. Don't miss the opportunity to check to check your heart. Jesus is here now, guys. Will you accept the gift of freedom from our savior or will you reject it? God, we present to you ourselves wherever we fall on that scale, Lord. I pray that your spirit would come and speak to us truth. I pray that your spirit would come convict us of the things that we need to change. I ask that you would align us with your word, Lord, that our view of you and our view of ourselves would be aligned, centered on what your word says about us, on truth, on real truth. Oh, we make room for you today to come, come and deal with the things that we have tucked away, Lord. Come and bring hope to the things that we've just felt like. Surely you can't touch that. (laughs) Lord, come and change us from the inside out. We're open today.
0: Thank you once again for joining us today. We hope today's message encouraged you, challenged you, and caused your faith to grow. If you enjoyed today's message, we highly encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. That way you don't miss out on any future messages. To get to know us, to get connected with us, and to know how you can best partner with us, head to our website, LegacyChurchID.com, or come see us in person at our campus in Meridian, Idaho. We look forward to connecting with you. May God bless you, and have a great
1: rest of your day.